0: So, uh, The Prestige is the best mystery film ever made. Okay, could be. Yeah, go on then. Thoughts? Maybe. Uh, Yeah. Um, Well, my thinking. Well, well, do you think it's better than uh, the best Harry Potter film? Yes, well. As a mystery film, definitely. I know what you mean, but it's, the Harry Potter books are more mystery books than the films are mystery films. I'd say. Yeah, I mean Chamber of Secrets is like the only proper mystery film where literally the whole film is them exploring all the different avenues as to what kind could of, be what. But but really, it's sort of mystery more like oh, this is a question, and then later it gets answered. It's not like whereas the Prestige is all about hiding the answer in plain sight and how you you know the best thing about a mystery film. Is it you're able to piece it together on second watching? Yeah, yeah. You know, so they're really every clever. Aspect, and there's the hardly stiff competition it. for a film like The Prestige because let's face it, most mystery films suck at doing that because it's difficult. It's a really difficult thing to do. Obviously, yeah. You have to play it like a magic trick. The clever thing about The Prestige is that the first shot of it is all the hats, right? So they're hiding the um the first shot of the film is it shows you all the hats, so yeah, it's exactly. hiding you're t- the answer you're being to told the exactly what's magic it, yeah. trick. In plain sight, right from the off, right from the go, and yeah, the whole film is clever <laughs> because, yeah, because f- the form of the film reflects the content, doesn't it? It's really clever. Well, exactly um, because you're, you, as an audience, as well as watching everyone else piece together information, you yourself have to piece together the film because it's all in jumbled up pieces, and you're exactly. just gaining scraps from. Because it's really clever that both perspectives are each seen from the from the other two reading each other's journals, which means yeah. you're basically. Doing exactly the same as what they are by taking secondhand evidence and trying to work out what's going on. And the prior. thing is, do you? Um, but, uh when do you stop rooting for one of the characters? Oh, I mean, I was not going to not gonna lie. I was pretty much always rooting for Borden the entire way through. Oh, really? I lo- yeah, because I mean, partly because it's Christian Bale, and I just think he's a magnificent. But he's the only one who's well. he's, he's interesting. He's the one who I think is the most honest with what he does. Whereas, yeah. obviously, uh, Angia, I think that's his name, Angia. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, uh, He's the one with the sort of rather more damaging obsession, I'd say. But it is interesting, because they both have a very different attitude to self-sacrifice, which is the whole point of when they show the Chinese Yeah, because obviously... Um, because one, yeah, one, that's one agrees that with it his it. brother. Basically, the point is, they both have to yeah, self-sacrifice... Yeah, of course it's spoilers. It's it's over. You know what is it? Fourteen years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's on Amazon Prime. Old. Watch it now and don't listen yeah. <laughs> to this because, um, yeah, Borden agrees with his brother that one of them will die in the end. Whereas, mm. uh, Angius basically has to force himself or well, sort of, yeah. Force himself he to himself All the time, every night. Yeah, there's that's technically a always a kind of a twin being killed in this scenario. Yeah, but exactly. Is it, is it a twin of yourself or is it your twin? He flips it, basically flips a coin to condemn himself to drowning every night, which is just mm. that's horrible. I hate that. So, yeah, and, and yeah. it's the idea as well, is the final um Angia the actual Angia, you know? Well, I think the whole point is that every time he goes into the tank, so technically every day he dies which is also good because it reflects how um uh how his wife died mm. so it's like yeah he's, jo- he's joining every right? time yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah. um but i know the bit where uh where cutter uh tells him that um because before he when when his wife had died he said that all you know, that you know drowning it's just like going home and then he finally tells him <laughs> no it's not it's horrible yeah, yeah, that's like, so classic I think that, kills him. That's such a I'm Michael like, Caine like weird yeah. speech that makes you go Oh my god, it's It, the it was bloody manual. agony. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. You know. Um Master it's So sorry. weird. Yeah. It's such uh, <laughs> he, he it's so weird, isn't it, how Christopher Nolan is given um you know, a classic actor uh, uh, basically another shine and the limelight. Um I mean like because obviously, mean? came Michael Caine was very big in the sixties and the seventies. Um, was he like, not returning already around the two thousands? Well, not, I didn't really know because obviously, my, yeah, my first experience of him was in Nolan films and pretty much yeah. exclusively. Let's have a look. I'm it's a good. good point. Though. Quick look. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's always in stuff like. Um, yeah. There's still stuff there. I forgot he was in that, like Dunkirk, lol, for like yeah. one second. Uh, um but the reason it works is I don't think there's a single scene that doesn't um upon re-watching it add together a thing that's revealed in the end. Like there's no there are no unfired, you know, off guns in it. There's not every single aspect of you know character and scene. And it's a complicated film. Mm. And it's like it's just the most neatly tied up film I've ever seen, weirdly in very stark contrast to Inception. Which is obviously the film everyone points to, to, you know, Nolan confusing, convoluted plot. Whereas Inception sort of, it ends by saying, uh, don't know. And, you know, I still love Inception. We both do. We both think Inception's brilliant. I mean, I I don't think, I think Inception's pretty clear that, because the thing wobbles, that it's, um, it is reality that he ends up in. True. Maybe. Well, but, but the, the clever but thing still, about inception but still it, the aspects of what Limbo is, where Limbo was, what happened with his wife—that's still, yeah, like, exactly. That's still pretty much untouched. Like untouched. the whole point is you don't know. But I mean, so something that's very similar about Inception to the Prestige is that um, so the end of Inception, by him spinning the spinning top, he, as as a film, the film commits an act of Inception upon the audience by making you then question what you just saw. Which mm. is basically what Cobb does to Mole, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, and the prestige is similar because the film is constructed as a magic trick. So, the mm. the prestige, the, the actual film, the prestige is a prestige. Yeah, so clever. So no, they're, yeah. they're both they're both similar for that reason that they're both literally True. giving you. But the whereas, name of where the film Inception went for sort of um, uh, an open ended response, it's it's surprising that the prestige manages to tie everything together. In a film that's only like, it's like two hours and ten. Like, it's not an overly long film. It ties every thread together. Like everything. It's, it's exactly two hours and ten. Is it? Yeah. Well, I've, I've watched <laughs> it today, to be fair. Well so yeah. I can't help it. Um, but it's just, and it's so beautifully done. Also, I didn't notice at the very end, just before um, the, the first half of Borden gets uh, hung, do you know what he says? His last words are. No, go on. He says abracadabra. Oh, really? Under his breath, yeah. Because uh, I think, doesn't Abracadabra, it literally translates to, like, to make something appear. Or, sorry, no, actually to make something disappear. Uh, I like, just stop existing. That's why Avada Kedavra is the killing curse, because it takes things yeah. away. Yeah, anyway. well, I, I also thought that Avada Kedavra was the killing curse, because it's kind of like, let's take the most joked about magician thing and make it scary. True, yeah, exactly. But it is also a pun on the name. But yeah, no, it's clever, because that's, you know, just before he, he disappears, because it's the... It's the yeah, it, second part of the trick. It's yeah, it really, means really, it means you're you're conjuring something basically. Yeah, there's so, just there's there's the so fun. many like things peppered throughout the time, like the um uh like what you call it? The kid, like immediately when he first sees like the little kid uh, sees the bird get crushed, and he instantly says, "Oh, where's his brother?" And mm. that ends up being the conclusion to the film yeah it's oh, so great damn yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and you get set up how the uh like the Chinese man they go and see and at the end they go oh yeah no it's the, old- the fishbowl yeah the fishbowl um they say oh the, whole, the only reason he can do that is because his entire life is an act which is what Borden up, ends up doing exactly it's yeah, all yeah, just, with, his, with his brother right um, yeah, he, yeah, exactly. it's crazy how he cuts his finger off I mean the most in your face thing is the fact that his wife keeps saying you don't love me today and stuff like that like it's so obvious it, yeah, it seems obvious at the end. But, but it's, it's only totally obvious, things. yeah. Like when opposite. she tells one of them, oh, that she's having a baby, he goes, oh, shit, we should have told him because it's obviously not him that loves her. It's the other one that just left the room. Yeah. And there's lots of little things like that. And, you know, which one the kid, uh, you know, responds the best to and um, all sorts of things like that. And the same thing happens when the other one who loves uh, Scarlett Jansen's character, who I've forgotten the name of now, unfortunately. She's brilliant, by the way. This is just like the thing where I rewatched Fight Club the other day, because um, I hadn't watched it since I was a kid, like The Prestige, and I didn't realize Helen of Carter was in it. And then I watched oh, it. Right, Holy yeah, like, yeah. shit, it's Scarlett Jansen. Scarlett Jansen great. She's great in everything. She's and just she's like really Helena Carter did an amazing job of doing uh, an American accent, Scarlett Jansen does an amazing job at doing a London accent. Mm, yeah, I was yeah, really yeah. impressed by it. So I wasn't. I was not expecting it at all, especially since uh, yeah, Henry, she, Jackman, she's by Henry in Jackman, New Yorker. Hugh right? Yorker. Hugh Jackman ja- oh, plays an Hugh American Jackman's... character, more or less, and he's Australian. Yeah, exactly. But um... so the, the, when I first watched it, I thought Christian Bale basically was the best. Thing. Well, I, well I, I still think he might be the best performance in it, but I because at first I thought I think Hugh Jackman was, is a, is occasionally a little bit more over dramatized. Which is part of his thing and part of the character, in that uh, he's he's the the drama queen one, and Borden's the one who's more just he just sort of does magic and doesn't make a big deal out of it. I feel but, you've got the kind of more um, yeah a different in class a difference in class basically between. But then the, there's you've also you've got the working class music magician and you've yeah got the, exactly a kind of upper class snob magician. But the reason he wins is because um, because he says near the beginning it's not the uh, the trick that matters, but. it's... And so it's not the secret that matters, it's the way that you use it. Mm. And that's why, in the end, you know, he wins because all uh, Angie's character cared about was being a showman. And, you know, that's why a big it's secret. also like clever being able that to actually the greatest showman. Yes, I just talking about casting. No, I know. can absolutely see why they did that. But I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I haven't i have seen it, I've seen bits of it. It looks a bit boring. Maybe one. Yeah, I oh, know, I can't be bored forever. It. It. What you, was the greatest showman? Yeah, The Great Shame. Yeah, to it. be fair, why not? It's quite successful, so it'd be quite funny to talk about. Um, <laughs> but like, so I mean, Zach in it, so amazing because he play. He said he he plays a character. He plays two different people who are pretending to be one person. Mm. But Hugh Jackman also gets to play as the person who plays his double. He's yeah. like the actor. who's like a drunk. That's amazing. That's incredible. That might that character might be my favorite Hugh Jackman performance.
1: Oh, see, in terms um, of like as an
0: actor, like doing that. Yeah, I don't really think Christian difficult. I don't think Christian Bell's better than Hugh Jackman in this. And if you asked me to pick a best oh, performance, really? I I I'd be stuck. No, I think they're I think they're hundred percent equal performance. Yeah, no, well uh, yeah, same, but this but on the first watching I thought it was Christian Bell, on the second watching I thought it was Hugh Jackman. It's so close. It's ridiculous. mean, uh, absolutely amazing. It's strange. I always find myself um, getting really invested in what's going on with Hugh Jackman whenever I watch the film. But then by the end, I always feel ashamed of myself for doing so because I'm like, oh, I did some (laughs) awful things. Do you you know what I mean? Maybe it's because I'm a bit more of an obsessive for the wrong reasons. Who knows? Because these films Mm -hmm. are about obsession and, of course, a lot of people make jokes that um, most Christopher Nolan films are about dead wives or lovers and obsession. I mean, um, you yeah, know, Dark Knight, Dark Dark yeah, Inception. Inception. Yeah. I mean, Inception, the villain is both those things in Mole. And Mole <laughs> is one of the best <laughs> film villains ever. Like, definitely one of the best film villains of all time. Um, That's interesting. I've never yeah. heard that. I've never heard that level, to be honest. I've always thought yeah, of those don't talk more about of just to... A... Yeah, I guess so. She is the villain. She's the one trying to mess up the whole heist. Yeah. And she's, she's not a very she's... antagonistic. She's just sort of a bit... I don't know, she's terrifying. You know oh, the bit where, um, yeah. where Ellen Page goes into the. My favourite bit of the film, which is when they go into the. Um, sorry, DiCaprio's dream and they go up um, in the elevator. mm uh, where, And oh, where he sees yeah. that commit suicide and stuff. Oh my goodness, it's yeah, unbelievable. It's just yeah. that like, the whole making of the dreams and stuff is the most messed up game of Minecraft ever, isn't it, really? Yeah, you can definitely see as well. Um, Christopher Nolan's sort of uh, attitude towards non-linear storytelling, which turns up in pretty much all of his films except the Batman ones. Weirdly, probably because he needs mm, them to yeah. be a little bit more accessible to people. I mean, uh, I Batman begins. Batman begins is dumb. A flashbacks. Isn't it, there's, the first yeah, half? there's only, it's only switching between two time periods. Yeah, I'm not doing it wrong. The yeah. is is also even though it's convoluted, it is linear because you it's just yeah. there are its levels. You go deep. There's no like massive jumping between them but i mean like the his... same goes for dunkirk it's like there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's three positions oh. dunkirk different. again feels like you're watching a magic trick when you watch that it really does kind of like... but but that does a great job because it's it's simple so it is definitely easy to you know get a track of what's going on and when yeah, Whereas yeah. The prestige should be in it should be completely incoherent like if you storyboarded the time jumps you would you'd you'd confuse the hell out of the audience. It would be impossible. If you tried to do that in like book form, you'd be screwed. I mean this was a book. I haven't read the book was uh, I was meant to for uni. But um yeah it apparently it's a really it good book. Well, this, well, I'd be interested to know whether it plays out like that because I've heard it's quite different. It would be yeah, I mean I've, I would, I've heard I've heard that they both exist and are brilliant in their own right, but they're both very different, is what I've heard. Yeah, no but the, because I think again, when I was a kid and I watched the prestige, it must have been like maybe a year or two after it came out, so I would have been barely like ten or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I must admit, I didn't quite understand a lot of what was going on. Yeah, that that is too young to have a grasp on this film. It um, is. And also especially I think I think I'd had it in my head that, that um that Tesla had built a machine for Borden as well. It's just that he'd built two but he did something else with it. It kind of confused me. And I did I definitely didn't appreciate oh, yeah. the, the you know Final points and Andy Circus totally, lonely. yeah. And it's always great seeing him as it's not literally a never character. Really, I know, yeah. Because I mean, what is he such and an actor. um Black Panther? And I say Oh, Andy Circus is possibly a 10 out of 10 as an actor. Oh, I mean, almost certainly, I mean, if we're especially if we're allowed to include mocap stuff. Oh, I think you definitely are. I mean, he did win the Best Actor award for it last year as being an actor. Yeah, it definitely counts. I mean, Gollum is. I I still, when people ask me top five best film performances, I always put Gollum in there. And that's completely fair enough. Yeah. What? Yeah. And also, when I was a kid, someone I didn't know was David Bowie. Yes. Oh my goodness, does he fit that character? He's so cool. (laughs) He is so cool in this um it's it's so it's a very because he's very elusive and he he gives off that air of you know being cosmic and which is exactly yeah what he was, he's going for the obviously the the uh, sort of glorification of tesla of being this sort of yeah, yeah mind over matter sort of person and ahead of his time and it sort of um, shows him conduct like you know producing electricity in the big bulb in that scene where he's like holding it and it's it's like his energy is creating light and stuff and that, that suits Bowie to I mean, whoever cast him, that was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not- it works so well. I mean, he's and never- I know of- he, is, he has done acting performances, but he hasn't done many, and most of them have been pretty fucking weird. Yeah, he's only in weird stuff. Yeah. he, he Me- is he's the main character in stuff. You know, like, Labyrinth. <laughs> he's not, like, not main in that, he's the villain, but he's, he's the main it, in... Um, yeah. A film called uh, Merry Christmas for Mr. Lawrence, which is a great war movie. I would really like to see that, I've heard oh, it's so super... you can always tell me to watch that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> next next time I see you I'll bring it. Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds like a... Uh... No, but he does. Like, I was I was super happy to see him there. Yeah, yeah, it's quality. Um and uh, it's it's kinda of, again clever casting because it's not just a cosmic thing, but the idea of like um a kind of science magician thing. You're like mm. kind of bringing... Because, obviously You're showing David how they're is... the same. Yeah, exactly. And David Bowie is one of the great showman people ever, you know, like, and the way that he's able to. He supersedes characters, his own personality. Yeah, exactly, he which is. People, which is what, which showmans, is what Borden yeah. and uh, Jack want to do. That's a fantastic point. Yeah. It's what they both want it's to do. It's, it's one Bowie's of those. best. Bowie's entire used... life was a performance. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, no one fantastic. knows. People say, do we know the real David Bowie? And no one does. Like, yeah. It's. Um, no got to see it. That's, that's that's a superb point. Wow, that's why I yeah, have, to have no, so many wives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, I think so the David Bowie thing is literally one of my. I know he's only in what about four scenes, but it's one of my favourite things about the Prestige. They use him so, it adds so as a David much Bowie to the, fan to the middle section they, of the film. Yeah, and, and and again, it just like it's that great thing where with David Bowie when he's in films, they always manage to add more to his actual music mythology. It's mm. crazy, like they are one of the same because he's a performer across both. It's incredible. I think you can only aspire to be as good a performer as he is. So yeah, the whole David Bowie things is great. I think we covered it, but he's a No, an no agent. I mean we can't, you can't you can't mention him enough. Yeah, <laughs> him and yeah. David Bowie and Andy Circus together—it just seems almost wrong. And so while I... <laughs> we're talking about Andy Circus, and you've got Andy Circus in like a guy famous for mocap performances, he hasn't been in much before this point that isn't mocap. Right. So yeah, so you said so it's so clever having um, because again the whole magic trick element is this guy's life is a performance, and we don't necessarily ever get to see the real Andy Circus. Yeah. So you you're doing funny. the same. It's the same thing as with Bowie or mm-hmm. Circus in this film. Uh, you know, he's just coming off the back of King Kong. You know. <laughs> uh, do you get what I'm saying? Like, no, absolutely. It's just it's a, so so so. You surprised their stardom casting, yeah, it's superb. Um, well, and honestly obviously... this has technically almost created Hugh Jackman's stardom. I know obviously he'd been the Wolverine by this point already, but he's now become this. Actually, wait, when was when was the film for Les Miserables? Uh, that's like twenty twelve. Yeah. So that this yeah. this is definitely is, but again, as a result of him doing this, and then obviously yeah. was showman beyond that. Well, but the other reason he was in sort of the other reason he was in that is because that's what he started off doing in the theatre. That was when he was noticed. Oh, true. Wasn't he a teacher yeah. as well? Did he, he probably taught theatre? I imagine so, no. I'm looking at his um, his films he's been in though, and he was like uh, not in that much at all before he was an X Men. That was really his breakout role. Yeah, uh, this so, is obviously very, a very different direction to go with him.
1: Yeah, and he's mm-hmm. been like
0: X-Men 2, obviously, but then Van Helsing and stuff like that. So ah. this is like... He's been in stuff like Kate and Leopold, which is kind of like uh, more drama oh, that's, that's and stuff. That's a musical, but he, isn't it? Is it? I haven't seen it. Uh, Swordfish yeah. as well, which is kind of a well-known of cult that. movie. Kate and Leopold <laughs> is a... Um, an English shoot from 1876 is inadvertently dragged to modern-day New York, where he falls for a plucky advertising executive. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But the point is, yes, the prestige yeah. really um, On the other gave hand, him, made yeah. him more prestigious, shall we say. Uh, it showed that he could but, do different stuff. Oh, God. On the other hand, though, I think Christian Bale was already pretty established as an actor by that point. Oh yeah, well what he's been you? playing he's been playing psychotic um, oh, yeah, obsessives yeah. since Psycho. <laughs> since two since two thousand, doesn't he? And then obviously, well, Christian Bale was a child actor as well. Yes. Uh, of Empire of the Sun what and what's that Sef. film where he was ridiculously slim in it? Oh, what well, um, like, the the Machinist? Yeah, I yeah, that's after this, that. I think. Is it? Yeah, oh, it's it's a good film. Fuck yeah, hell. it's a weird film. Uh, I won't insane. give away my rating in case you've read, it, but it's it's good film. So again, while with, while I'm literally going back over the casting thing, Christian Bale is a really famous method actor. Yeah. And obviously the point of that is that you make the again your life as a performance yeah, But the reason I love do... this so much is because this is like it's like when you see Gary Oldman in a film where he's um, on the off chance, he sort of acts like himself, it's almost unrecognizable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like this is like where Christian Bale is like he's acting he's so close to Christian Bale, just like as Christian Bale in his uh, mannerisms. And especially yep. his a- his accent, his voice, but it work- It works it in so well. It's almost it's almost creepy seeing <laughs> it. But yeah, it's kind of un- it's an uncanny valley thing, thing, isn't it? Yeah, for that you know, reason, absolutely. It, you you <laughs> have a guy who's like such a famous, ridiculous method actor, and you make him play someone close to himself. Yeah. So yeah, then, it almost, basically, It sort of puts you in a state of uh, you sort of get fooled by the idea that yeah, he's just gonna well, be acting normal, and you realise he's exactly. Yeah. But I wonder if that makes it more method. Uh, on behalf of the filmmakers, the fact that they kind of well, yeah make you know they put into a false sense of security with that. I'd this know, is probably... what I mean. He has to he has to play two different people who are pretending to be one person. Even yeah, he is already so he has to get like two layers that's, into what, it. that's what he is. And that, yeah, at this point he's like in the iceberg part of Inception where he's being chased by uh, <laughs> people. Yeah, or oh, the um, jet ski people. Yeah. Also, yeah. while we're talking about just quickly, so I can uh, name drop it. While we're talking about great Nolan films Got that. Don't have like um, a solid, uh, you know. They're told in like a, non- a non-linear way. Yeah. Thank you. Can find the word memento, um, uh-huh. obviously, which you really need to watch. Yes, and I do. that's the As film th- that really broke him in. I also still haven't seen um, bloody what's it called? The one with the great soundtrack, Interstellar. That's it. Oh, that oh yeah, the soundtrack that for that is just, that's yeah. the best Hans Zimmer soundtrack, I think. You, really? I wonder, yeah. Hans Zimmer didn't do that? It, sa- it sounds like a Handsome a soundtrack, this film, but I haven't looked, is it? Uh, I can What's have it? a look at you now. Yeah, I want to know that. Because um, it has a lot of... It does, it does, it feels... It's music a lot like Batman. It's games, by David games. Julian. David Julian. I've never heard of Julie, him as a composer. Uh, Jul- Julian. Okay. He did um, Insomnia and Memento. Oh, okay. Insomnia was the in Nolan film before this. Uh, so his wonder... status as a Nolan film is always debated because he didn't help... Well, he was not involved in writing it, basically. It's funny, it's funny how people always um, point to Nolan as being someone who does a lot of... Um, uh, yeah, not only a storytelling, but obviously a fair few directors before his time were doing that, mainly Tarantino. Yeah, like Tarantino. Um, but for I example, why... Tarantino and like Guy Ritchie were doing it in a comedy aspect. Because I know is that, that is Tarantino... That, is, is that the way you think that it's different? Yeah, so he, he's he's doing thrillers. I know that um, Reservoir Oops, Dogs so is, is a thriller, yeah. but it's funny. You like how many Nolan films, apart from Alfred in Batman, are funny? Mm. Apart from Alfred in um, Batman, I would challenge you to find that I'm much joking. funny stuff in Nolan. <laughs> yeah, true, fine, but it's kind of it's a mess that's kind of, kind thing of his funny, that's kind it? of his thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got. <laughs> what I'm saying though, it's like there's they're that's not true. Um, like Pulp Fiction. It's a weird one, because now that I'm talking about it, I kind of, in my mind, I didn't realise I perceive it as a comedy. But I do. Well, only because they're so, and I hate to use the phrase, they are memeable. They are just very, they're very, it's usually very satisfying, because Tarantino creates sort of completely unrealistic dialogue, but dialogue that makes you laugh, that makes you want to repeat it. Yeah, yeah. Lolan, is, Lolan will almost never do that, apart from the occasional Michael Kane speech, obviously. Yeah, yeah, when N- Nolan films, uh, the, the dialogue in those it always feels very unrealistic. <laughs> it always feels like every line is like serving a a, a, a big important Hollywood thriller script. Yeah. It's fine. Absolutely. Like it's it's cool, it's oh, very no, stylised. Because ev every, every again, every it's I mean, actually who did the screenplay? it was it was it uh, John Nolan? Yeah, it might have been Jonathan. That's... because um like the, the, the precision in, in dialogue again, alluding to the mystery. Yes, yeah, it's, it's written by Jonathan Nolan. Because I feel like Nolan doesn't do mystery very much. There are elements of it, again, in the Batman films, but it's usually not really the focus. It's usually like a mystery setup and then it's answered in like the next scene, usually. Yeah, I mean, Dunk Dunkirk's not a mystery, neither is Interstellar. But I mean, Prestige is obviously, and I think Memento is definitely a mystery film. Is it? Well, I do probably ought to see that then. Oh, 100%. 100%. Well, I think it's, no other film. It's better I than think Dunkirk, of. and Dunkirk's brilliant. I think no other film I can think of pays as much attention in the writing and directing towards like you know showing exactly what the resolution to the brother. I can't think of any kinks in you know between between the character and motivations and period in time that doesn't suit the ending. And the endings you know obviously brutal because you know the guy's brother gets hung and you see all the all the dead Hugh Jackman's in the tank is yeah. fantastic. It's brutal for both of them, isn't it? It's kind of yeah, mad exactly. that he'd let his brother die. It's different. It's kind of again, different. Like, you letting that, your like, clone question. die is different, isn't it? You know. Well, it's no, but to be fair, again, that's what I mean. It leaves you with a surprisingly <laughs> the sort of you know moral argument you didn't know you'd have because I still think that Angia is worse for that mm. because it's again, yeah, he's sort of even though it is himself each time he's forcing you know he's forcing someone to do it to drown whereas so i think it's implied that um uh oh, Borden they agree which one is going to be hung and it's the one who um uh who didn't who who who, who's chi- who didn't have the child it's fair enough so the one who lives is the one whose child it actually is so they get to, to yeah. actually decide it, and they agreed on it essentially which i think I think that makes him better. But it's, it's, it's interesting, because it's still really horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's still letting your brother die for the sake of your, your thing. Um, yeah. I, I can't remember if this is actually based on real-life people or not. I can't remember. Well, Tesla obviously is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tesla and Edison. That's Do you it. know if that whole his thing where he puts the light in the floor, is that a real idea? Because it's awesome. No that scene, and it's all practical lights. Obviously, um, yeah. It's- So, getting super meta about what this film (laughs) represents to cinema, right? So, Nolan's big on practical effects and stuff. And um, Mm. the idea was, and this is something that's touched upon in the film Hugo, uh, Scorsese film, Mm. about is that the early ideas for cinema, of what they were doing with practical effects, was it was kind of seen uh, as a kind of early, new type of magic trick. Mm. So... um, that's why like these are, these were things that originally were kind of just like bigger carnivals and stuff like that because no one was necessarily thinking when film became a thing that it was going to be this huge media uh, item, you know, because everyone was so used to print that the yeah, idea exactly. of it changing is crazy. Um, it'll be, I guess it would be a bit like a video game. And show Nolan's main The main, thi- the main thi- form of yeah. media, you know. One of the main things about Nolan is he always stresses that he uses a minimum amount of CG or rather, when he does, it's like stuff in the background that you never notice. It's never the it's never the focal point, yeah. As yeah. of what this film is exploring, because it's like 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 they they say in it, it's not the secret that matters, not how you do it, it's the way you use it, which is exactly mm. Nolan's attitude towards using CG in effects. He always yeah, keeps I mean, things completely down to earth. I've never watched them, but I know there's so many YouTube video uh videos about this film being like the most meta Nolan movie. <laughs> And stuff I mean, like... it might be. I'm not really. Again, and it's not really. And it's 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 nice to think about, but I just think still, on a storytelling perspective, making it d- making a, a well made, compelling mystery film is very very difficult because they usually almost always come across as being really corny, like your whole Death in Paradise kind of scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there are very few films I can think of that really are based around. A mystery that actually pay it off well rather than just sort of pulling the rug from underneath you at the very end which is kind of why I think it's yeah like I said at the beginning I think it might be the best mystery film certainly that I've ever seen it could be I'm not looking at my list of films right now but it definitely could be no well uh, yeah I mean uh, so that's type of mystery film so what happens what do you think <laughs> Michael Kane brings to the film what do you think of Cutter that character I think he's fantastic, but again, he represents basically what um, what Angius was supposed to be because he essentially at every point Angius becomes obsessed with the idea that Borden like could know something that he doesn't because at the first instance when they see Borden's uh, disappearing man trick, mm. they um, uh, yeah Cutter immediately says oh yeah it's a double, and then instantly uh, Angius is against it because he thinks it must be terrible. And supposedly every single instance, Cutter is the one who's who's he's the the one person who's constantly telling um, NGS to uh, stop his obsession, which is great because obviously the fact that he's there, literally telling us what in the end we know to be true, is again helps to misdirect the audience from from working it out because obviously all audiences want to think the opposite of what everyone else in the film thinks because that's how everyone thinks a mystery film works. Whereas actually, again, the truth of the, the 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 resolution that's great about the mystery in the film is that there was no mystery. It was the the simplest. It was it was the first thing that everyone thought it would be. Yeah, that's misdirection, though. Isn't exactly, because it? It, it normally is. And no but no one would care because again, they say everyone just wants to be fooled, so it doesn't matter. I've typed yeah. in mystery film into Google, and the first thing comes up with um, <laughs> Sherlock Gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Romeo and Juliet. I mean, sorry, I, c- I, could, I could probably be, the I best romance be film of. of all time. No, and Juliet. Oh, the Da Vinci Code. Well, that would probably be the worst mystery film I've ever seen. I've, I've never seen it. I've just Have heard you? it's a joke. It's, it is a... absolutely hit. Tom Hanks gives a great performance at talking nonsense for two hours. I feel so sorry it's for really him because he's so good. Like, um, oh, the Girl on the um, Train, you've seen that, haven't you? Yeah, that was that was critically acclaimed, wasn't it? Yeah, was I don't I mean, know. Was, why. I didn't realize it was meant to be a mystery film. It's a six. It's good. IMDb seems to agree with you. It's closer to a five than a seven. I can't see many of these that I've seen that. that Loads of them, they're always. This is what I mean. The mystery is always like the backdrop to these films. It's very rarely the actual meat of the story. Is Planet of the Apes a mystery film? (laughs) (laughs) No, because again, it's like. It's sort of. Again, that's like the backdrop. And it becomes a, a. You know a plot point at the end, but the whole film is never about him trying to work out where he is. It's just trying is, to... It's se- more of an escape. Is seven, is seven a mystery film? Yes, it is. But I um, think this is... I think this film's better than Seven. I agree. Sure and I also, again, Seven is... It's based around people doing a mystery, but the film itself is more of like a sort of... It's more of a thriller, a thriller and a drama, because at no point do you, as an audience, have to give... It, you're never given the same... Tools that they are to work out what happens. It's more you get shown a montage of Morgan Freeman reading, for example, or yeah, yeah. Like Brad Pitt reading a book and then says, oh, I've worked it out, which is what most, this is what I mean, that's not a bad thing. It's just how most films do it. Okay, in the Prestige, so it's in, the, it's in every scene. I think that the top three mystery films, having just looked through my IMDb, I think the top three mystery films are The Prestige, Real Window, and Vertigo, probably, oh, The okay. last two being Hitchcock movies, which makes sense because they're suspense yeah. movies. Uh, the Wicker oh, Man. Girl. I haven't not. seen Gone Girl, but I've heard actually that's meant to be a really Gon- good mystery. Gone Girl- Gone Girl is excellent. Mm. Um, Would you call that a mystery film? Yeah, sort yeah. of. It's more. It's a thriller. Most thrillers are mystery films. Yeah, like. Sort uh, of it's usually that's what I say. It's usually or Midsummer Midsummer is technically mystery. a mystery film. Yeah, yeah. but mid- Midsummer is thriller than mystery. Uh, it is ah, a mystery because it it's about people it's trying it's to figure out what's going on. Horror, then filler, then mystery. Oh, it's true, <laughs> but, the, but the horror is the... I don't know, Midsummer's a uh-huh. very clever film. The horror is a strange yeah. thing in that film. I'm good with um, it. <laughs> Coolio. <yeah>. Also, um, <laughs> what did you think of uh, his wife, Sarah, played by Rebecca Hall? She was excellent. And again, all the scenes... And, and to be fair, I'm mainly giving this praise to uh, to uh, to Bale, technically. Because every time she interacts with him, yeah, when she when she knows when he's telling the truth, there's all the sort of the little the little ways in which he speaks, which sort of allude to it. To be honest, I don't. I mean, her, I think her performance is really good. She's not in the film that much, to be honest with you. She not? She's mostly there just sort of to make, Angia really angry, um, <laughs> about stuff. And then, but I mean, the scene where the scene when she kills herself is really horrible. Oh shit. Again. What about um Borden basic Borden kills a lot of wives. That's what we've learnt. It's very yeah. sad. What about Johansson? I again, she was superb, I think. Also, again, for not being in it very much, but she does an excellent job of sort of, you know, showing the character that has to sort of manipulate both of the main characters or tries to. Yeah. Which is really good. Again, it's almost it's almost funny again, because the whole thing about magicians is that they just you know the women are always Rather quite badly subjectified um, as to being just yeah, well, pretty well, assistants, which yeah, is sort yeah, of. Yeah, who, who get chopped in half, right? Yes, exactly. And Johansson's character is sort of that, but actually she's able to, you know, manipulate people just as well as anyone else, which is a nice addition to the film. Mm. Though again, they draw a lot of character emphasis on the fact that she's annoyed with the industry for doing that to her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like the, the whole film is. To the, everyone else in the world except for two people being really pissed off with those two people for being too obsessed with it yeah. <laughs> which yeah. to be fair if you've ever met anyone who does magic that's like you know that's their whole thing yeah. they're constantly going on oh, they won't shut up about it so uh, is anything else you want to say uh, I mean we said the editing's great uh, is there anything you want to say about the cinematography the colouring uh, or is there like the coloring, should, we just, no. should we say I think it's beautiful cinematography the shots are absolutely gorgeous I'm gonna look at who did it. I the, the intro, the first, my favourite shot is the um not the first shot with the hats, though that is an awesome shot. It's the first shot where you see uh like the montage of the day that, you know, uh Angie first dies in the tank. Oh yeah, um, yeah. and there's the scene where the uh you see the curtain lift, but just before the stage arrives, it looks like uh Hugh Jackman's character is uh descending like from the heavens. And mm. sort of the stands he's making, like, it looks absolutely fantastic. Which is brilliant again about showing the difference between uh the supernatural and the fact that it's a magic trick transitioning between the two. That's an incredible shot. So which, this guy all the way throughout it, it just yeah, it looks fantastic. The guy who did the cinematography for this did um he Oh wow. You, do you remember <laughs> Veggie Tales? Yes, of course well I went to I went to church. He's doing a, a Veggie see, Tales yes. movie, <laughs> <No>. the cinematographer. <laughs> oh, which is mental because he's maybe he's just Can become be a Christian or something. For an animated thing? I guess so. Is that he, a so thing? he he did Memento, Insomnia, Batman Begins, the whole Batman trilogy, oh, Prestige, oh really? yeah. Dark Knight Rises, and uh, Inception. So he did every, almost he's done almost every uh, like over half of the Nolan films. A good, a good solid yeah. run from 2000 to 2012. I mean, I mean, why not? He also shot My Valentine for McCartney. Really? I mean, that is basically just a close-up of some people's faces zooming out a bit, but whatever. <laughs> That's, you know, <laughs> can't go wrong. I can't complain yeah. about it. It's kind of weird. But anyway, so... Yeah, it's true. Gone. Most of Nolan's films are gorgeous in yeah. sound and vision. Ha <laughs> ha! There's Bowie. Sorry. <laughs> um dum dum. Da, da, da. <laughs> the The Would you... Yes. yes. There you go. I don't think I have anything else to add. This do was, I, this so... space um, spare at the moment. Uh <laughs> Thing. Discussion. <laughs> so, you know, uh, what What do you think was the best performance? We're going to do best performance, best scene, right out of 10. I'm going to stick with Christian Bale because, again, I think it's under, people might underappreciate the fact that in every scene where he's not playing the person that he's meant to be talking to as, mm-hmm. there are loads of little subtle cues that show him being, you know, sort of upset or restrained. It's just such, there's so much subtlety in it I love. It's close. It's so close. I would. I would. I would probably give it to Christian Bale. Cool. I'm going to go for Jackman because I think yes. he's as good as Christian represent, Bale. And that means they're representing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I've heard um, that. <laughs> yeah. I think they're both equal. <laughs> I, I also think that Hugh Jackman's kind of an underrated actor. Partially he because bit. he because goes for put... musicals. It's like yeah, he's been not put not in a that, lot not of not situations where bad. he's shown as like this sort of poppy. Like actor of the people, and people go crazy for him, which makes him seem like he's a bit of a sort of you know yeah. Sellout, he's a, but he's exactly. he is a pop he yeah. is a pop actor. I mean, if you look, you know, like
1: yes, he, he is successful I think prestige musicals, is part franchise of what proves
0: him. Prestige. Oh, the pres- I think mean, the Prestige really. Yeah, but Logan is again yeah. uh, still still coming from a pop angle. You know, well, so. it's sort of it's more that it's, it's part of the same pop pop universe, but it's. That the whole point of Logan is that he's no longer doing that because it's, yeah, well, it's it's disenfranchising great... everyone from that universe. Exactly. Which is why it's, it's a great performance. Which is why it works, because at that point that universe is exactly. just a mess. So it's like it's just set it I would say the world, this then, but whatever. This might be Hugh Jack- I think for me, this this now might be Hugh Jackman's best performance that I've seen at least. Yeah, it is between this and Wolverine. Yeah. So Darn, uh, yeah. You know, X Men Origins. Um, Surprised? So, oh, <laughs> there you yeah, go. And he's then, um, in that. Best. What's your favourite scene or best scene? Favourite scene? Think? Yeah. Oh, you said oh. it. You just the, the start scene with the tanks. Well, that's my favourite uh, shot uh, okay. of uh of yeah, Jackman's character first being shown. My favourite bits action. are all the bits where he goes and sees sees Tesla. It's so cool. Those That's my favorite stuff. Absolutely fantastic. I, just, I love yeah. it. The, I like like the bit I mentioned with the um, the lights and the floor and stuff. Mm. That's just a great shot Oh, I think my favorite scene is the um, is the is like the final uh, sabotage where um, oh, where yeah. Borden makes, already... makes it fall through the floor and break his leg, and he comes yeah, up yeah. and t- steals his show. That is <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Yeah, 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 I was almost clapping, even though it was so horrible that he oh, like, it's un- breaks it's unbelievable. his leg and <laughs> ruins his whole career. <laughs> yeah it's so it's so fantastic yeah Yeah. no i absolutely love that okay cool so out of 10 i'm can i go first you you may go first yay high nine very high nine good i i'm actually going to struggle a 10 on this you're gonna give it a 10 i'm gonna give it a 10 oh yes oh that's great i think it's better than inception and I think it's. I think. It's oh nearly, my I, God. I don't think it's yes. far off the Dark Knight sort of level. It is. It is the most Nolan film ever. I yeah, I agree. It's yeah. It <laughs> no, it's crazy. I, I didn't even know I'd think I thought that because, like I said, it I love of, I love it because obviously, like you said a few weeks ago, I was saying like, oh, you should watch The Prestige. It's possibly well, I've always better wanted than inception. To re-watch it. It's that that and Fight Club were the two that I was always pissed off that I I watched, but whenever people talked about it, I couldn't talk about them. Yeah, it's so, the number one rule, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, By the way, Fight Club, um, I give like a mid nine. I did say that to you before. Yeah, I, I see. I'd give Fight Club a re- the same rating as this, like seriously high nine, pushing. Yeah, and I've, I, I'd understand if you gave it a ten. Even it's just for me, it's not. But I think I think Fight Club's better than this, but only just. Oh, it's not really true. I but think surprisingly they're similar. I, I, weirdly, that, in, the equal, that, in the way I that, the way that watching Fight them, the experience Club. of watching them is very similar. Again, well and they're both they um got Fight Club twists. is a mystery film. Is it? Yeah, well if that's a mystery film well, then. Well okay that's to the, the mystery element is, is more like half of it more than the full of it. But like Yeah, well Fight Club spoiler, so the um the twist in Fight Club that they're actually the same person. Yeah. Similar, isn't it? It is quite similar. But it's more that there's like a different it's more that they're they're different they're two different people that are the same person not two yeah, people yeah, pretending to be yeah, one it's, person it's who it's doesn't realise he's two ego, people isn't it? Yeah. yeah or he thinks just... he's two people but he isn't it's just yeah, yeah they're going for the for it's a yeah I guess a similar kind of thing yeah, but again it's like the, the sort of the seeds sown in that department are not really quite as they're not as integral to the film as they are in The Prestige I, I would say it's more about how out so, of control it goes yeah while it. we're at it uh, what are we going to do a Fight Club review now or not <laughs> Probably not. I think I. I don't think I could. I don't think, unlike the prestige, I don't feel like I could talk at length about it too much. I feel like, probably like we've summed up most of the feelings on it um, just now. I give yeah. it a good nine. I think. Brad okay, Brad I, I'm I'm, I'm giving them I'm giving them both high nines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brad yeah. Pitt's one of the Brad Pitt is an absolute national treasure. He's the greatest yeah. film star of our. What? generation okay I'm, i mean i'm not gonna it's I'm, between <laughs> in our lifetime the best film stars and by film stars i mean uh, actors who kind uh, of do the same thing yeah tom hanks so yeah tom hanks is the other one i think it's between those Morgan two Freeman. no, he's, Morgan Freeman's as no he's nowhere near as good as no tom I, agree, hanks I agree i agree he's good but he's not um, he's not on that level like they're they're tens ooh. like tom hanks yeah, and brad pitt are both tens i was you know? i was in no doubt before fight club that um the Brad Pitt was amazing, but this is that—that was the first film where I truly understood why Edward Norton is so highly oh, regarded. Because yeah, 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 Edward Norton, he, you know, he was, he's great in the Hulk, but like you know, it's, just, it's the Hulk. There's only so far you can take that. Oh yeah, that's and like then, literally his like most yeah, the exactly, movie. Exactly. <laughs> and then, like, I've seen him in um, Birdman, but he's like playing an archetype of himself again. Yeah, he's playing a, he's playing a joke of himself. Yeah, exactly. So and and again, that's kind of it. a joke casting about the fact that a lot of people who are in that film in Birdman are. A kind of failed superhero actors, so you've got Emma mm. Stone as well, haven't you? And uh, Mark Keaton, obviously exactly. Emma Stone because they amazing Spider Man and stuff. It's Whereas quite... I now fully understand Edward, why Edward Norton is considered so highly. Key. He's not even, because yeah. uh, he, again, he's not really a pop actor, is he? He's actually quite not at he, all, he varies quite And a he, lot, um, though. and he does a lot of theater work as well, he's like a big theater actor. Um, what a great so he's, guy, he's a great guy. Mm. I mean, um, American History X is his best film. I need to see that. Is it? So you yeah, you think well, that's well, his best performance. Definitely. And when you, What's I mean top that's, three, well, Edward Norton performs Yeah, if you well, that and Fight Club. I'm just going to get my. I think VR. those are the two best. Yeah, they are the two best. Yeah, well, yeah. they're his 2 they're the two best films he's in. That tends that's to be wolf. Yeah, that, that makes them So great. So um, I'm just going to have a look through. Uh, that and Fight Club. Oh, Kingdom of Heaven. Ah. Oh. Is the other film I love Norton in? So that would be his third best performance. Oh, um, cool. And then, um, otherwise, he's in Grand Budapest. You've his seen him name was his his name was Grand Budapest. Parson. Yeah, he's got a small Who? part in that, what? and he oh he plays the the Nazi on the train, doesn't he? Which is a joke because <gasps> he plays a Nazi in American History X. And I then didn't in Moon, know that. In Moonrise Kingdom, he plays the head the head of a scout group, which is uh, also a joke. <laughs> like he what? always plays heads of like. Weird groups. Ooh. Oh, he's also of the Nazi thing. Like, he's, yeah, well, yeah. and in Fight Club, he oh, should have put him playing the head Rabbit. of the group, isn't he? They should, they should him have been yeah. would have That would have um, been the cherry on top. Yeah, I mean, was, what's his was, name? Steven Merchant. No, 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 no. I meant he'd be. The oh, other, Sam Rockwell. He'd be alongside Sam Rockwell. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. the two, like the two sides of the coin. Yeah, everyone's great. great. It's it's weird how um, isn't he having like sexual relations in The Dictator with uh the guy from The Hangover? I can't remember. the di- the dict- What? The Dictator with Sasha... That Dictator? Sasha Sa- Baron Cohen, yeah. He's a- I didn't know... Why is Edward Norton... He's like he's in Camouflage. How does he appear in these films? I can't remember who it is. This- no, you're thinking described. of... Um... Oh, no, he Christ. is in it. He's, no, he's definitely in it because I've seen it on his IMDb. Oh. He's definitely... There's a bit where he's going into a toilet with someone for them to have <laughs> sexual relations. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, best, best not think about it. Um... No, five oh. clubs. Yeah, no, five clubs. I've seen a video rumouring Norton as the next Riddler. That'd be so cool. That could work, really. Actually, what, yeah. do, you, what do you think? Maybe for Robert Pattinson's. Um... Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, be so that's actually really good casting because he's got the voice for it. He's got the kind of you always feel sorry for Robert Norton when he's talking because you're like, I oh, you just sound so moany. But just kind of smart but bit nutty. Yeah. Underneath it, he'd be quite a subdued Riddler. I can't imagine him dancing around like Jim Carrey. Oh no, but I think if you're more or less the Riddler if you're gonna play Ridley these days, you've got to be allowed to do it differently to Carrey. I, I guess mean. so, but that was I imagine would really trying to, to live too up too to Jim like Carrey Nolan, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I feel like that the. <laughs> I mean we've gone completely off topic now. I feel yeah, like I the it. next uh, the next Batman film, I feel like is really going to be probably. Because the whole point is that they're trying to lay into his detective side. Are they? And I, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing is meant to be basically okay. a really kind of a, ba- a Batman detective film. So do we know it who's make, making that? Uh, I'll have a look did at. Did you get Christopher in. Nolan? I oh, no, we can't do that, can we? <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, a we'll shame. <laughs> yeah, the Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy, it's the only ones he did that aren't mystery films. Well, we know Robert Patterson's in it, don't we? We know he's Batman. Um... Yeah, I'd be interested to know who's writing it. Directing, it. Because obviously, so the films called DC is apparent... having a bit of a tough time with their staff. Matt the Reeves, who made Let Me In, which is a remake of Let the Right One In, uh, he made okay. War of the Planet of the Apes, Cloverfield. Oh, did Cloverfield. that with uh, he did that with JJ. Yeah. Huh. Uh, well, you know what? Like he's made some okay stuff. He's not amazing. Well, the thing <laughs> is, yeah, but this this is ripe opportunity for him to you know move. Yeah, from I mean, ev- ev- everyone. Everyone was saying that about the guy who made the uh, Joker, right? Exactly. Everyone was, everyone was saying, oh, yeah, he's made some good comedies. Yes. So now now He's we're... the king of comedy. <laughs> uh, well Together. played. Um, That's no. great. You... <laughs> we, <laughs> we should probably leave now. <laughs> I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> okay, so uh, the Prestige is a, oh. is a high 9 to a 10. We'll see if you're watching this on YouTube how that aggregates. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever you should definitely watch the prestige if you haven't yeah. listened to this you've then wasted you've ruined your it life for and yeah why see... would you do that we don't yeah. want you listening to these if and you we're haven't obviously seen like the films the film. Best, best film reviewers ever so we've obviously uncovered literally yeah. everything there we're is like... so there's no way you're ever gonna get anything yeah. more out of it we're no. like Roger That's... Ebert but on not on drugs yeah we're... I don't I don't know <laughs> Roger Ebert wasn't on drugs I don't think I just didn't want to say that I was allegedly so, uh, yeah oh cool we um, started a rumor we started a rumor about one of the great film reviews this is. This is terrifying. Exit <laughs> quick, <should probably laughs> run away before they find me. Ah, the lawsuit. Bye. This has been Outer 10. Thank you so much for listening, and quite frankly, I'm as shocked as you are that we're still doing this. If, by some miracle, you've enjoyed this, do leave a comment or give a suggestion for what we should talk about next. You can also find us on Twitter, at Outer underscore 10, or send us an email to Outer10podcast at gmail.com. See you soon.